Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Today we're going back to 2015 and airing a show my father and predecessor Bob Enyart did with my cousin actually with Brian Enyart Jr. on money. What is money? And on last week's show when we talked about Biden's State of the Union address, we mentioned an article kgov.com slash money, which I still recommend you check that out. And people were curious about that. So I figured on BEL, we'd go back and re-air a show about them talking about that. So this show is a lot of fun. Also, this Wednesday, you can testify at the Capitol against a bill which would further entrench so-called abortion rights in the state of Colorado. If you would like details on that or have any interest in testifying, email me, dominicenyar at gmail.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-C-N-Y-A-R-T at gmail.com. To testify, more details about that on tomorrow's show. But for right now, this broadcast's classic. Let's hear this. Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church, which means we have to talk about the end times, financial collapse, the blood moons, because a lot of people are talking about those things. So in studio, to help me with this, is my nephew, Brian Enyart, Brian Enyart Jr. Brian, welcome to Bob Enyart Live. Are you saying that we're not in the end times? Is that well, your claim? Well, we'll... We'll try to figure it out. Okay, because I thought I thought it was over, and right now we were in heaven already. Well, we should be because the last of the the tetrad, the last of the four blood moons, has passed. In fact, thanks to you and your telescope, we got a fabulous view of it, the bl- the last blood moon. It was beautiful. Yes, I appreciate you coming out and having fun with me. You have a good telescope, huh? It's not bad, and we saw the blood moon, and I thought we were going to start lifting off. But it just a rapture happen. into the air. Yeah. I, well, we're waiting for the Lord to return. I can't I just can't wait how wonderful it'll be for the Lord to come for us and for us to meet him in the air. And my end times obsessed friends, if they'll have me, I'd like to high five them on the way up. Yes. If they they'll were, have me. They were right. Because they will all. have been right eventually. I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. Our end times obsessed friends will be right once in all of eternity. Just a little bit less than a broken clock. <laughs> right. One time in all of eternity, but eventually they're going to be right because eventually the Lord is going to return. And they deserve it. So be that'll right. be good. But today I thought we should discuss financial collapse because right. there is a concern. These things went together. Five years ago, the blood moons signified the second coming the end of the age. As we got closer and closer to September 2015, suddenly they didn't mean the end of the age. They just meant financial collapse. And by the time the days were upon us, then they only meant whatever was in the headlines. So the blood moons meant that the Pope was here, Pope Francis, and that Obama struck a lousy deal with Iran. That's all it meant. Right. And that some birds have what? Some kind of disease. Oh, yeah. 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 So whatever and, happens to be in the headlines. And people are always saying that banks are evil. Yeah. Because, so that ties into the financial collapse. Right. And they say they're evil because they create the Federal Reserve creates money by fiat. Right. They, they, they make money out of thin air. Right. They just speak it into existence. And that is terrible. Of course it is. Well, I'm going to argue on this show that it's not. 
Five years ago, we did a program on this, and one of our listeners asked, now that so many Christians are worried about financial collapse, and largely because of the banks and the Federal Reserve, why don't you do the show again that BEL is noted for, What is Money?, and people could find this written up at kgov.com slash money. Okay. So let's talk about the definition of money. What is money? And Brian, do you recall that we used to present something that we now say we were very wrong on? Yes. I remember you used to claim that we needed to go back to the gold standard. Yes. And so I held that after having read a number of books from conservative Christians, right-wingers, and they, they made that argument, and it sounded plausible. In the Bible, money was gold and silver, so that was what money is. That's what God views money as, precious metals. So I started studying that, and through history, there was a time when if you had a $10 bill, whoops, oh, thought it was mine. No, that's one of our producers not realizing that we're on the air. We'll give... We'll give this to one of the audience members. We'll come and grab this. Okay. So there was a time in recent history where you could give your $10 bill, which was also called a gold certificate, bring it to a bank, and you'd receive a certain amount of gold. They'd say, here's your $10 worth of gold. Well, after studying and thinking about money for years and reading economic text, like, for example, The Theory of Money and Credit, by Ludwig von Mises and other books, and reflecting on the Bible, I have now come to believe that while metal can be used as money, money itself is not gold or silver. And money seems to be even more than simply a medium of exchange. Rather, money is more like a transferable IOU so we're trying to get more and more accurate about what money is. And the most accurate definition of money that we have considered here at kgov.com is this. It's a little technical. Okay. But I was going to ask a question real fast. All right. Well, so first of all, gold, the reason, would it be fair to say that something that made this country so great is that when they came and settled it, they found lots of gold? Yeah, there was, well, the gold rush eventually. Eventually. There's gold and then their hills. Right. In Colorado. And pe- right. And people were coming and out in here California in to find gold right. and become r- wealthy. And so, in a way, that is uh, money by fiat. Because why should the government just declare that gold is money and then you transfer vast amounts of wealth to some country that just happened to have gold buried in the ground? Right. Like, why should that country, of all the countries of the world, why should they be the fount of all wealth? Right, because the whole world already ascribed value to gold. Yeah. And so then when we find it here, it's just, hey, whoop-de-doo. It's kind of, I guess So we- we're artificially inflating the value of gold by the government saying, by fiat, gold is money. You have to do your buying and selling based on gold. That's arbitrary. Right. Why can't? logging why can't trees be money so here's what we think is the most accurate definition of money but you got to wrap your head around it you got to think about this i'm going to try and the audience is going to try too. money is an accounting system 
It's the accounting of transferable incomplete transactions. Incomplete transactions. So once a transaction is complete, then the money will disappear. And we'll get to that a bit later. Okay. But So money is the accounting of transferable incomplete transactions. It's very similar to saying money is like a transferable IOU. But I think it's a bit more accurate to say it's the accounting. So money is an accounting system. It's an accounting of transferable incomplete transactions. I think that's what money actually is, but let's now continue to talk about it. So the different things that money has been, you know, metal has been money, paper is money, and now on the internet, there's bitcoins and there's all kinds of currency and money on the internet. And as a society, we're going to have to deal with all this. Money, I do not believe money is a thing. It's not a physical entity. It is an accounting procedure. So back in history, when we didn't have the kind of technology we do, like, do you know Google just came out with a full suite of Apple products? Google. I, I think I did read about that. Google is now selling, like, iPads and iPhones and all that. All cheaper than Apple. Way cheaper than Way Apple. Cheaper. And, you know, Google is trying to dominate the world. Right now, Apple is the number one corporation in the world, valued the highest. But Google is well on their heels. And Apple's coming out with an iCar. I don't know if you heard that. I predicted that many years oh, ago. You did. I actually said Apple should buy out Volkswagen because it seems like the people who buy Apple products also are in the same demographic as yeah. people who buy Volkswagen. Well, and Brian Enyart Jr., by the way, does the public relations work for Bob Enyart Live. Yes. So public relations, marketing. So thank you for all that. You're for very years. welcome. And Thank why you. in the world are you in the studio for the show on money? That's what I haven't well, we figured were, out yet. I was. I like to poke over here because I work right next door to you. And well, I should have had a, a, somebody who's an accountant on the show. Yes. you're a marketing guy, right? I you're know a public about relations money. guy, right? So why are you here? I'm here because we were just talking about money right, at, right over there, right? And you said I gotta go. The show is starting, and I said, but I have more questions. And you said. Well, I guess you're going to have to come on the show. And, ask and I said, on the air. No. And you he said, said, no. Come and on. I insisted. And I said, okay. And since you're a respectful nephew, you agreed. Yes. So thank you. I Brian. obey my uncle. <laughs> so money, here's an assertion we're making. Money is an accounting procedure. So back when technology did, did not exist to support a more effective and lower cost accounting system, Bible cultures reasonably implemented metal-based money because nobody could create gold. Well, di didn't they even use shells at one time? Well, sure. Throughout history, there's all different types of objects. And so when you say it's an accounting system, the idea is that it's just saying, this is how much I did for you. Take this, and I will at some point... It's transferable to you, back to you or someone else. So it's transferable. Right, to anyone. Anyone right. could say this is the value of the thing yeah. that was done, and, and any we all we all honor this yeah. particular thing. And, and like the godless or Solomon, you know, whoever dies with the most toys wins. That's not true, but you're producing wealth, and somehow there's an accounting system that indicates that a lot of people owe you work, services, goods, products. A lot of people, in fact. 
the society at large owe that to you mm -hmm. because you've produced all this wealth. Someone else who's poor produced a little bit of wealth, and people owe that person something, but not as much as they owe the wealthy guy. Okay. So there's an accounting system that keeps track of all that. I hope that other people listening are equally on my level of understanding so that my questions will benefit them in some way. Instead of being like, Brian, shut up so Bob can explain this. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so since no one can create gold, it was especially difficult to counterfeit money in the past without it being easily detectable, like biting a coin. You know, you see in old movies, sure. people would bite a coin because gold is a soft metal, or they'd weigh it, and, and they'd figure out if this was a scam or not, counterfeit. Right. And there's fool's gold. I don't yes. know if they ever... Right. Yeah. So later, the printing press enabled the widespread convenience of paper currency. And how much easier that is than carrying around... You bought a car for me. I needed a Honda because my old Honda... Bit the dust. Bit the dust. Right. I got hit from the back by a nice old gal who was texting. It's the only way to take a Honda out of service yes. is to smash, smash it, it in the back yes. at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> right. Was it that fast? While a couple not. of our boys were in the car, Michael and Dominic, and thankfully they weren't injured. Right. So I didn't have to carry a pile of gold to this person's house that I met online. Right. This you nice you took you. currency in denominations that were relatively high, and a stack of them, and you bought the next Honda. So yes. we, we traded in one Honda for another. So the spirit of the Honda lives on. The spirit of the Honda. In the new Honda. It lives on. Okay. So because of the printing press, that enables this incredible convenience. And now the Internet is enabling vastly greater convenience of online transactions, you take out your cell phone, you wave it past the clerk, and you just paid for your latte. It's just right. amazing. It is. It is. I mean, the next thing you know, they're going to put a chip in your right hand or your forehead. And that sounds great. No, no. Why do you have to carry a phone? No, no, no. Oh, it's bad? Well, yeah. The Antichrist will want to keep track of everyone. Oh. And isn't it amazing that in Revelation 2,000 years ago, there was this prophecy that no one could buy or sell without this technology? Yes. And this without this number? Right. On you? The 666. It's, well, no, that was the number of the Antichrist. Oh. But, but without this mark on you, you would not be able to conduct commerce. So you're saying that the chip is end times well, prophecy? If you get it what in What chip? Are, oh, you just you, said the chip. Well, yeah, I do think that in the Great Tribulation, the world system arrayed against God will want to keep track of every person and everything they do. So our technology definitely heads in that direction, mm. but that doesn't mean the technology is inherently evil. Sure. The technology is a tool for the Lord or for evil. So it will be good when we have those chips. No, no, I no, I would resist because the Bible so explicitly warns that this is something that the Antichrist will want to see all the world do. Wow. So that when when people so because there's a lot of end times prophecy people. Yes. And they say all different kinds of things. And one of the things I always see them say is about that. The chips. Yeah. The chips and how how that is part of the So it's hard for me to judge to which balance, of the prophecies. When is it 
Yeah. Yeah. Which ones? Okay. So blood moons. There's going to be when four. When is it paranoia? It means, when right. is it reasonable concern? And so the chips in the hand is reasonable concern. Well, yeah, I would say because it's so explicitly called out in the Bible. Well, that's so amazing. As the, the government trying to track every person, every transaction, and not allow a transaction and, and without, since, without yeah. its approval. And so since Obama is the Antichrist. <laughs> no, the he, Pope is the Antichrist. Oh, the Pope. No, the last president was the Antichrist. Oh, okay. No, the next Pope is the Antichrist. <laughs> Obama's Every Pope, the second beast. Obama and... is the penultimate Antichrist. The one Antichrist <laughs> off of the last Antichrist. <laughs> So okay. every pope is the Antichrist. Every pope is the last pope. Every president is the Antichrist or the last president. And that's part of the end times hype. Right. Which is unfortunate because we lose credibility. Okay. So back to Sorry. money. Yes. Th this program, we will make the case that the extraordinary benefit to the lives of millions of people from these conveniences, like paper currency or online transactions, that this all outweighs the risk of counterfeits. Mm. That's, that is a concern, but the convenience outweighs that risk. And so gold, it's hard to counterfeit gold. Not impossible. You could trick people, but it's hard. But that's not a good enough reason to go back to the gold standard. Well, and with today's technology, I'd think people could figure out how to better counterfeit gold. Well, maybe. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, gold is a basic element. It's on the periodic well, table. It's not like if you go to a store and say, hey, well, I have some gold to I buy guess this you're, soda. No. They have a periodic But I guess scanner. you're right. You could get some, a hunk of metal and, then, and coat it with gold sure. and make people think it's actually gold. Yeah, I gold. think that the counterfeit argument is not good even point. that valid. Yeah. Uh, good point. Thank you. I bet you they can do that. Yeah. Okay, so what makes the economy function? To talk about money, what makes the economy function? Well, the Bible tells us, Galatians 5.13, when God commands men to serve one another, serve one another. You know, people think it's supply and demand, it's whatever, right? It's money, makes the economy go round. Actually, when God commands men to serve one another, as in Paul's epistle to the Galatians, that is the foundation of an economy. If you have a shipwreck and some sailors survive on a deserted island if they refuse to work with one another and so they isolate themselves each one stays to himself is an economy going to build on that island no you will have no economy when those men begin to serve one another an economy will grow so as they attempt to survive or maybe even thrive if they begin to provide goods and services to one another, then gradually they're going to build an economy. An economy grows as human beings increasingly serve one another. And this is essential to understanding what money is. Because to some extent, your money supply and the size of your economy are related and the value of that money. So an, an, economy, an economy will grow most quickly if men are free, not enslaved in some way by the government, because the Bible says that liberty, liberty provides opportunity to serve one another. So when free men are able and they do serve one another, that's when the economy grows. But if they keep to themselves or they stop trading goods and services, then their economy eventually sputters out 
and it could die. So the economy thrives when men serve one another. That's a biblical principle that you'll never hear listening to a typical finance show. Of course On not. CNBC or wherever, right? But it's solid. I think, you know that guy, Mad Money? Who's the host of Mad Money? Kramer? Uh, he was on this show, Bob and Your Live, years ago. And, and I ran this by him, as I recall. And he agreed. In fact, we ran all our BEL finance principles by Kramer, of all people. And he uh, gave it a thumbs up. So, so financial collapse, that would happen, for instance, when people stop serving each other. That, or when the government... That's a major factor. Right. Wow. And there are other factors. You have a money system, and if the monetary system is irresponsible and it's wildly inflated, the currency, people lose trust in the currency, and everything could collapse in different ways. But yeah, to the extent people stop serving one another, like with government welfare and unemployment and all, motivating people to not work, that's a huge drag on the economy. Right. Because those people are staying home watching cable TV. And I'm paying them. Young people playing video games. Yeah. And they're not serving others. Right. And it's interesting because people usually only think of an employee serving his boss. They don't realize how much the boss serves the employee. Yes, because there's, you're a boss. I'm a your boss. company. Yeah, there's so much work to do. Yeah. And I work more hours than all of my employees. Yeah. But they're all very hard workers, too. Yeah, yeah. So if, if And ever, your work enables them to get paid. Right. And if you said, you know what, forget it. I'm sick of this. Then they'll go find another job. They will lose that income. But eventually there'll be enough service, enough business owners who don't want to deal with the hassle. I guess I should say the burden of not only sustaining their own employees, but also having the responsibility to pay for the employees who quit. And all because, the unemployment and all that. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so money. So that's the economy. So we all got to work and then... So serve one another. That's the foundation of an economy. That's how economy fu functions. Got it. Now, how is money created? Money is properly created by fiat. By fiat. The by very fiat. way that a lot of conservative Christians are paranoid over. There's a lot to worry about in the world. Don't worry about things you don't have to worry about. Because stress is a killer. And it also helps you to become mentally ill. So if someone, so the, the government doesn't have to recognize it, I could even create money by fiat. Could well, I pick potentially, up Potentially, but you're way ahead of time. And say, hey, you're look. You're getting ahead of Bob, us. Uncle Bob, these, I'm sorry, I should no, wait No, that's okay. This. Yeah, no, individual, Google could come out with Google bucks. Right, well, and there's Just like Bitcoin, on the internet. Like you said, right. Internet currency. And that's, that's money to the extent that people will use it as an accounting of transferable, incomplete transactions. Sure. Like on, what's that video game or Clash of Clans or some video game? You could create currency in that game, and it really is currency. People will work for it. Of course. Okay, so if these shipwrecked men that we were talking about, if they washed ashore on a deserted island that had no gold on the island, no silver, still they actually could create money by fiat. As they entered into agreements that created something like transferable IOUs. So the same is true in any nation. Let's say on the island, one guy is good at building huts, thatched huts, but he's not good at fishing. So another guy's real good at fishing. Another guy's able to climb coconut trees, get coconuts. That would not be me. Okay. I will not be climbing but, coconut so trees. So you have a... you. 
you'd be like selling advertising. Sure. And the guy I'll would put say, up a billboard. There's I'll, only seven people on the island. I'll have Who the do sign. I have to advertise to? I'll make the sign that says, save us. We Re- need help. Remember the billboard on Federal Boulevard? Yeah. 40 feet wide. I'm right. You're wrong. Bob and your live and you're Monday live. through Friday, 3 o'clock. That was funny. Yeah. I'm right. You're wrong. It was big. That was that was a big I billboard. I love that billboard. So you're good at marketing. So at any rate, if they did that and they decided on some system of keeping track of, like if somebody's catching a lot of fish and they produce, whether it's marks on a coconut shell or on a seashell, they produce the system of credits, they could thereby devise a valid monetary system. And the same thing happens in a nation. Let's say on that island, somebody says, I'll build you a hut, but I get a lot of these marks on a seashell Mm. so that over the next weeks he could get a lot of food. But then that is easily uh, counterfeit because you just go make a bunch of marks. So you want a good accounting system that minimizes that risk. To hear that it could be anything. Right. And so the same thing is in a nation. Every time someone buys a car or a home, on credit, like you built a hut for this guy, sort of on credit. That person who bought the home, he is committing himself to 30 years of hard work, let's say a 30-year mortgage, Hmm. or at least to an obligation to pay off that loan. That process, that commitment itself, actually brings more money into existence. Because now the economy knows, personifying it, that it's going to grow over the next 30 years. Someone is going to be serving a lot of other people to pay off that debt. Because he is dedicated to that labor. And so because you know the economy is going to grow, that brings money into existence. Right. I can't get someone to promise to work for one week. So if you could get someone to promise to to work work for 30 30 years, years, that's very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And so when the bank goes to lend you money, say $100,000 for your mortgage, it has 10000 in reserves. It creates by fiat another $90,000, hmm. just out of thin air. It gives you $100,000. It only had 10000 Gives you 100000 This is the part that's so hard for me to perceive because yeah. it's- Fractional banking. Yeah. Every time you make a payment then, there's the principal and the interest. When the, Say you make a $1,000 payment and the principal comes back to the bank, $990 principal, $10 interest? Mm-hmm. No, that'd be the last payment. Sure. The first payment, $10 principal, $990 interest. But you can write that off. Yeah. <laughs> so when the principal comes back to the bank, they expunge the principal. They erase it. They're not allowed to keep it. It disappears. Just like they created it out of thin air and they loaned you the money. When it comes back, they expunge the principal that they had created but they get to keep the interest, which they had not created. I'm not talking because I'm thinking. Now that, people have to wrap their mind around it, and people who are freaked out about fractional reserve banking, they don't understand that. What book can so, we read? kgov.com slash money, we provide a link to the Ludwig von Mises Institute right at that point where they can find out what that means. Okay. And so, at any rate, it turns out that If a government says gold is our official currency, that's changing the value of gold by fiat. That's arbitrarily saying 
gold is going to be worth 10 times more than it would otherwise. And we're going to get it all and bury it in a vault, like in Fort Knox. So we're going to dig up gold and immediately bury it because it's the basis of a monetary system. God didn't make gold, so it would all be buried deep in the ground in vaults that no one ever sees. Gold is for adorning, you know, for a woman to wear a beautiful necklace, for technology, for goods, for, for products. wrappers to put in their teeth. Yeah, all kinds of things, yeah. right? For for cell phone, for technology, for chips. Gold has awesome uses, but its primary use is not to be buried in the ground, never to be seen by anyone. Well, we didn't get through this whole document. We didn't. But that's why uh, we have it in written form online at kgov.com slash money. And the fractional banking system is fine, perfectly ethical and moral. So anyway, we're out of time. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. God bless you guys. Hey, it's Dominic Enyar again. So check that out, kgov.com, kgov.com slash money. And I'd like to add a little bit more to what they were saying there in the show just here at the end. So when people stop serving, work isn't getting done. And when work isn't getting done, we will have financial collapse. That's somewhat what they were talking about on that show from back in 2015. And it's crazy because that is exactly what we're seeing here in 2022 you know restaurants i go to restaurants nowadays and they just say sorry we can't we can't serve you we don't we don't no one wants to work and restaurants used to work but now people have stopped serving and restaurants don't work there is a labor shortage and the economy is getting worse and worse and joe biden gets to take credit for that joe biden did that I would like to add on a little bit to the island analogy that Bob made. If you get stranded on an island, the work you will likely be doing will all at first be for pure survival, right? Like how do we get food, water, shelter? How do we stay healthy, etc.? But the more work you do, eventually you get that problem solved and you'll survive with that economy. Uh, but then once the the survival is expected, you begin to move on away from survival to luxury, so comfort, right? So Todd, you have Todd go get some bananas, so now you're good on food, you already have water and shelter, so now Jill, Jill can focus on making a chair, and so on, right? Then the more and more comfort you or fun you have, the more society, you know, it, it progresses, and eventually you get to the point where we are today with entertainment. And it's pretty cool. We have TV shows and movies and podcasts. And we can have those because we aren't constantly worrying about starving to death. And if the economy gets bad enough, right, the people, the people working for, say, those more luxury or entertainment minded jobs like say the netflix staff they'll be bumped down a notch because people don't care about watching netflix when they are about to die of starvation then you know they won't get on netflix because they can't afford netflix and netflix will crash because it can't you know afford to pay its employees and it all comes tumbling down uh, but the more people work the better things are and the better things are, the more people can afford Netflix. And I'm glad that things are good 
and that we can afford these nice luxuries and comforts and things being good means I can continue with BEL, Bob and Yart Live, and I've started my own show in addition, the Dominic and Yart Show, that'll air tomorrow. And if things were bad, this wouldn't be a viable option for me to put work into, you know, the radio ministry here. Uh, but you guys, you know, I suppose you are doing well enough that you can reach out and support us here at BEL and the Dominic Inyart show, which I'm so grateful for. Then, you know, that that's actually a good plug. Uh, always, <laughs> always got to be plugging to go to kgov.com slash sponsor or kgov.com slash store to help keep us on air. That would help Bob and Yurt Live, The Dominic Enyart Show, Theology Thursday, and Real Science Radio. And yeah, when you guys support us, it shows that you have worked for others in the past, or you've served them, or you've given something to them, you have supported the community. And then when we order office supplies here at BEL, it shows the Office Depot, or you know whatever, that we have served others. And so if you feel like this show has helped you or it's served you in some way, hey, we appreciate any help you can give. Um, but hey, if you can't give, that that's okay. We, we, still, we still love you. And that, by the way, that out that I just gave you is why I'm bad at fundraising. I give people an out. But yeah, so go to kgov.com slash money. And that article there really gets into depth on a lot of this stuff. Super interesting. Um, and hey, remember, you can join us to testify on Wednesday against abortion, either in person or online. You don't have to be there in person if you are you know, out of state and listening on the podcast. You can join. You, you can help us testify. Uh, we're, gonna, we're trying to get 100 people to sign up and testify. It takes three minutes of your time. If you would like to be involved or want to testify or just want info, you can email me Dominic Enyar at gmail.com. That's Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C, Enyart, E-N-Y-A-R-T, at gmail.com. And we'll also have more details about that on tomorrow's show. And I'm really excited to testify and to meet uh, some of you guys testifying. That should be a lot of fun to help serve the Lord together. I will see you guys all here tomorrow on my show, The Dominic Enyart Show. Hope to have you back for that. And until then, this is Dominic Enyart reminding you to do right and risk the consequences.